Hi, greetings. I hope all is well with you. It's Harold Mawela here. Um, uh, welcome, welcome. Um, I want us to share um, um, on marriage issues um, uh, today. And my topic today is um, the four emotional needs in marriage. Yes, the four emotional needs in your marriage. Every marriage has emotional needs, uh, you know. So some of the most uh, fundamental needs in a marriage are invisible. You, you can't see them with your eyes, but they are as real and as vital as uh, physical needs, uh, you know, such as food, uh, water, and shelter. So in my years of doing uh, marriage uh, ministry, uh, my wife Zanelle and I have identified four core emotional needs in every marriage. Um, some men might roll their eyes, you know, uh, when they see the word uh, emotional. You know, I, most of us men, we run away when we hear the word emotional or emotions um, because we believe, ah, emotions, belong, you know, they belong to women. Uh, it's not for us. Because some men have uh, naively believed that only women have emotional needs, but that's not the truth. Um, the truth is that both men and women have an equal need for all four items um, on the list that we are going to uh, to share just now uh, with you to say even men have emotional needs because men have men emotions uh, you know so there's men emotions that are there and they also have needs so for the couple who pursue and possesses uh, these invisible emotional attributes their marriages tend uh, to try uh, to thrive even in the face of difficulties for the couples who neglect any one of these four cornerstones of marriage the relationship tends to be um, on a shaky shaky ground so these four emotional needs are similar to the four uh, legs of a table you know that the table has got uh, four legs and these legs keeps uh, the table to be balanced you know so if one of the legs is missing or either is broken the whole table will be flimsy you know and a bit shaky so it will not be stable so these are one of the reasons why most uh, uh, marriages are shaky so if two or more of the legs are missing the table has no hope of really standing up. And this relates also to our marriages. To say some of our marriages really have no hope um, of standing up uh, because they lack um, some of these uh, emotional elements that we need as humans, as, as people. So if you want your marriage to thrive, Make sure that all four of these are met uh, consistently. 
Make sure that there's no shortage. There's no shortage. So they will provide a foundation for your relationship, and you'll notice that faith is not on the list uh, of the four. Uh, I know we are people of faith, and we want to believe by faith, but it is not on the list. And that's because belief in God isn't just a leg on <clears throat> on the table of marriage, you know. So it's the very ground where the table sits. So this, the table sits on the ground. You know, so that ground, um, it's the foundation. So that's, that's, that's the faith. So without Christ as your foundation, our best efforts to build a thriving marriage are actually futile. So it's important that we, we get the basic rights, especially as the children of God, that we, we get our faith on the ground right. We, let's make sure we, we are able to share together. We are able to pray together, study the word together. Uh, we should not neglect our faith. So building on a foundation of faith, here are four emotional needs um, in, in every uh, marriage. Uh, you know, Every marriage that is there has these four emotional needs. Let me start by indicating number one. Number one is communication. Communication does for marriage what uh, breathing does for a human body. So it's the very thing that makes survival possible. I know a lot of men don't want to communicate, but if you want your marriage to be successful, you need to get this right. A marriage can survive without communication. So both spouses uh, need to listen uh, to each other and respond uh, with uh, care, uh, with love, uh, genuinely so, and also with uh, some concern. Uh, you know, so you need to show your partner that you are really concerned um, about what they are communicating or about what they are saying. So when we read James uh, chapter one verse nineteen, it says, "Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all." Be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to get angry. So that's what the Bible says. It says we must be quick to listen and be slow to speak and also be slow to, to, to be angry. Most of us, we are driven by anger and we rush on answering questions that we don't even understand. Number two, compassion. Build on your communication with compassion. Don't just exchange words, but show each other encouragement. You know, show your spouse some tenderness, some some kindness, and also have forgiveness because you are a child of God. When compassion sets the tone of your words, you will be setting a positive tone uh, for your relationship. You know, so. You will be putting a good foundation for communication and a tone that says, I care about you and I want uh, to listen to you. Get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types um, of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. We get that from 
um, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 to 32. It says, be forgiving, be tender-hearted, have what? Compassion towards uh, your, spy, your, your, your spouse. Don't always uh, be full of words of anger. Don't always want to ridicule or you always want to fight and angry. Number three is comfort. As husband and wife, you have a unique opportunity and a unique responsibility to provide comfort to each other. Where will your husband find comfort or your wife? You're the one supposed to uh, give comfort. So this comfort isn't just uh, physical sex, you know, uh, sex or physical touch. Is it? Comforting each other also means uh, providing a safe place for each other. In addition to the comfort of safety and security, you should give each other the comforts of, you know, having fun together, having that joy and, and having that laughter, you know, brushing each other's head and making some jokes and, and having that fun. So it gives and it brings comfort. So let laughter be the soundtrack to your marriage. So the healthiest couples prioritize um, the values uh, of joy and fun. Have some time to really have fun, to really laugh together, watch some comedy, you know. So they don't take uh, uh, their marriage lightly, but they also don't take life stresses too seriously. Don't always take life stresses too seriously, you know. Sometimes just set a time and say, you know what, uh, for this 30 minutes, we are just going to laugh and enjoy ourselves. The joy of the Lord is your strength. We get that on Nehemiah chapter 8, uh, verse 10. So Genesis chapter 21, verse 6 says, Sarah said, God has brought me laughter, and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. So have a time uh, to, to, to laugh, uh, you know. Sometimes just tickle each other, you know, chase each other in the house and, and try and have a laugh. Have fun uh, in your marriage. Number four is commitment. Love is just another word for commitment. So never give up on each other. Keep going. Your marriage won't be defined uh, by the size of your struggles, but by the size of your commitment to overcome your struggles together. So it's not measured by the challenges you have, but by your commitment to overcome struggles together, to be one and committed to face the challenges of your marriage and life together. Your feelings might change by the minute, but if your commitment to, uh, to each other stays strong, you'll be able to weather any storm with security of knowing that your marriage is strong, that your marriage is unbreakable, that your marriage is built on a solid ground, and it shall not be shaken. Romans chapter 12 verse 10 says, Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. 
So honor each other. Take delight in each other. You know, support each other. Become a force that will be reckoned with. Colossians 6 verse 9 says, So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So don't give up when you are facing challenges. Don't give up on your love. Don't give up on uh, doing good. You might say, I'm doing good, but it's not doing good. Don't give up on your person. There is a reward for that. So if you continue pursuing these for emotional needs, your marriage will grow stronger through every season of your life. And you will enjoy each other and you will overcome whatever obstacle that may come your way. Thank you. I love you. Blessings.